Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Staying Conscious podcast with Meg and Allie. I am Meg, and Allie is with me via Zoom. This week, we have an exciting guest. Her name is Kit Yoon. She is a health coach, acupuncturist, kind of doing all things intuitive work. We learned today a super cool woman. Yeah, we loved chatting with her. She has an awesome presence and um, just some really good insight into our intuition and coming back to our own voice. And I think she did, she's done a wide variety of things. So hypnotherapy, intuitive eating, coaching she's going through right now. So it's cool to just see how she's been spending this quarantine and the things that are important to her right now and maybe what she can like leave behind after this quarantine and after we go back to what our new normal will be. Yeah, I loved it. I even loved how she just said she's been laughing more, which is such a good reminder that we can still find joy in things, even if we're cooped up at home. She actually has a podcast as well, 88%. So we'll attach all of the information in places that you can find her. This was just a really fun conversation and we hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. Um, we normally start with a different question, but we've kind of switched it up with everything going on. So our first question is more of just a like, how are you? How are things going with this craziness that's happening outside of all of our doors? We just kind of like to start with a check-in. Yeah, the check-in is I am doing actually really well. <laughs> I know that some people are not enjoying the the, um, the stay-at-home situation, but I am actually quite an introvert. So this is like, I don't need any excuse to to stay up later, to do anything, to go see people. <laughs> this is like, if I do anything, it's just like icing on top. Like, oh, wow, <laughs> exactly trying to do something more, socializing. Yeah. So I, am, I feel 100% lucky to you know, to be where I am. My husband still has a job. So that's good. Mm, Um, It's very good. Yeah. My kids are um, older. So they are navigating their online learning um, (laughs) on their own. And I actually I don't see them for most of the day because they're just doing their thing. Um, And I love that I get to see them more when I do see them like before this, you know, they're high schoolers. So they have a lot of activities and mm. you know we were probably dwindling dwindling down to like two nights a week of eating dinners together mm-hmm. and it was actually getting kind of sad and so here it is it's like every day seven days a week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a little bit like I I kind of get what I was asking for um yeah and you know for parents with teenagers sometimes it's it's a mixed blessing but there's a part of me that's taking this as gifted time because we don't tend to have a lot of time with our our teenagers right like in general so whatever extra time we get with them is just I I think of them as as a gift just um yeah a gift of time yeah, How are they that. handling this, being in high school with all of the emotions that come along with that, minus a pandemic? 
do you find that they've like been asking more questions or have been more curious about everything? Again, I think because they are older, they understand, um, they understand what's happening and we can talk to them like we're talking to adults. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we can listen, I don't swear and my husband <laughs> usually doesn't either, but it feels like it's just all, we're just <laughs> on the loose. We're wild animals. And if we're mad about something, it will just come out. If we're frustrated about something, um, yeah, I, I check in with them. I don't check in with them every day as, you know, as far as like, how are you doing? But yeah. I, I did the other day, I sort of had a serious tone and I, you know, just said like, seriously, you guys, how, how are things? Yeah. And surprisingly, they were both like, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, so funny. that makes me feel better. Right. Yeah. So as yeah. Long as they're doing okay. Um, they, I think they feel connected enough with their friends. They both run, um, they're runners. So they get to actually be outside and run, you know, social distance run with, with their friends. And then just a bunch of FaceTiming and, you know, sort of socially connected, um, in that, in the new world kind of way. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our first question that we usually do ask everyone is what is something that you have been curious about recently? So I did listen to a few of your episodes and I was <laughs> like, okay, this is going to come up. And um, it is a really good question because I am curious about a lot of things. But right now in particular, because of what I'm doing um, professionally, I am super curious about the potential of our human mind. Actually, Mm. I take that back. I'm curious about the potential of of our subconscious mind because that's actually what we operate from Mm. for the most part. And, um, and yeah, like if we can go to the moon and if we can, um, you know, come up with penicillin, I mean, COVID-19, seriously, (laughs) (laughs) we have got to do this one too. No, but all kidding aside, um, I am curious about the human potential, actually. I think we are all so much more capable uh, than what we think we are capable of and um, just not tapping into that potential. And so part of the work that I'm doing right now is actually just that, just like really learning how to help people tap into their own potential. Yeah. Mm, Super. That's so cool. I was thinking about that this morning too. I was like just drinking my coffee and I was like, I can't imagine being one of the people who are like, like we're all just kind of like living our lives, but one of the people who are like day in and day out trying to figure out how to like beat this coronavirus and like this COVID-19, like I can't imagine just like they're probably operating like almost 24 seven, just like, how do we do this? How do we do this? Like, I don't know. That would just be, I don't know. I can't imagine being in that position, but I'm thankful for their genius minds and all of their hard work on what they're doing right now. Yeah. Agreed. It's a little bit like, um, can we feed you? Like, what do you need? Do you need a a massage? How can we support you? Yeah. What kind of vitamins? Just tell us. Because (laughs) 
I mean, one of those people are, are finding the solution yeah. or maybe the group of them, right? So it's mm. there, they exist, it's happening. It's just, um, it's a matter of time. Yeah. I love yeah, that. That's so cool. Yeah. So for our people or listeners that aren't as familiar with you or your work, um, mm-hmm. if you don't mind kind of giving us a little bit of a um, explanation for what you do here in Columbus. It is a very interesting time for you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved to Columbus 10 years ago from Santa Cruz, California. Uh, we wow. were there for a decade uh, my husband and I moved out there in 1919, 1919, 1999. And um, yeah, and just spent a big chunk of our life there, had our kids there. And I went to acupuncture school there. Wow. And 10 years ago, we moved here for his work. And I started my acupuncture practice. I actually started first in um, Clintonville Urban Acupuncture in the community um, setting. And then I started my own practice about three years after that. So for six, seven years, I was, um, yeah, I had my own acupuncture practice. And I I get bored kind of easily. I like to like do different (laughs) things. I like to be creative. So somewhere along the line, I got the certification for health coaching because, you know, as an acupuncturist, really, a lot of times you are also helping coach people and help them, Absolutely. whether it's nutrition or lifestyle, all of it. So I became a health coach. And then not too, too long after that, I actually got certified in hypnotherapy. Mm. So like, I'm super inspired. I'm easily inspired by people. And, um, and my patients were always inspiring me. And um, literally one of them was telling me about hypnotherapy and how much it changed her life. And I was like, well, then I got to know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, so it was like that. It was the hardest training I had ever done um, in in all levels. Yes, I almost didn't go through it. I actually came home one day halfway through and I told my husband, like, I don't know if I can do this. This is is just, Mm. it was too much. Um, and he looked at me and he said, how much money did you spend? <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye. Fine. So I, um, so I pushed through and it's truly life changing. Um, what so do far. you think made that harder than some of your other trainings? So good question. Other trainings, so left brained, branded, so mm. left brained, um, you know, it's about, the theories and these are the, you know, how you treat people with these conditions and, you know, just mm-hmm. very formulaic hypnotherapy. Talk about like the brain. It just dives into this, this huge, um, well of stuff of, mm. you know, lots of feelings and emotion and memories and, yeah. um, and, but truly that's how people need to heal. Um, or they can, you know, go into that space. So it was just stuff that I had never been exposed to before. And also seeing other people going through it was very, it was scary at first because I didn't know what to expect. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's so not, I get. I mean, I maybe it is right brain, more right brain, but definitely more emotional and very vulnerable. 
That's so interesting. So, so yeah. So eventually my practice sort of became this, you know, I didn't even know what to call myself anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't. Um, but I offered many different things. And then towards these last few years, it was more deep into, um, coaching, um, more, you know, life coaching, which really encompasses everything because we are life. And so now, um, with COVID and with, um, you know, stay at home, I'm actually not, I can't practice acupuncture. So I decided to dive deeply more into this, this emotional work, um, that I started working with. And now it's like, I just open up that door really wide, um, while pretty much closing the acupuncture door. There's like a teeny little bit of space in that door that I might melt it back up. But for now, because I, you know, literally can't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. I'm um, just allowing myself to, yeah, to really go deeper and learn more about intuition and um, lots of lots of intuitive healing stuff that's even deeper than hypnotherapy. That's amazing. Oh, wow. So are you taking more courses to learn more about that right now? Yeah. So completely by accident, I, I, uh, I planned on working towards the intuitive eating counseling certification. I planned on that like four months ago. So actually I was trying to like fit it into my acupuncture schedule. It's like it was in the middle of the day. And so yeah. like, I, I don't know, I don't know how I was going to do that, but here it is like, Oh, I do have time. I have all the time. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, and then a couple of months ago, um, I, I had been following Jess Lively. I don't know if you know her. She has a yeah. podcast, podcast. Lively show. So she had been doing a lot of inner voice um, stuff, like living from your intuition, living with your intention. Mm-hmm. But the inner voice stuff, she was offering sessions, like individual one-on-one sessions, where um, she talks to your inner voice, which... I did it and, you know, with her one-on-one and out of that, I was like, that just what, that was hypnotherapy, but different and better. Yeah. So a couple of months ago, she said, I am going to try out teaching you guys how to do this so you can do this with other people. So I'm like, okay, sign me up because it was just, you know, exactly. I mean, it was like the, the piece that I wanted because hypnotherapy is better in person. Mm, you know, yeah. you sit next to the person and you guide them through, but with the inner voice work, you can do it remotely. In fact, it's better remotely because you just want to, um, you want just the voice, right? You don't really, you're not really getting that like other person's energy exchange. Correct. Yeah. You don't want to be distracted. Yeah. So guess what? I'm doing both at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Which is um, completely serendipitous, but it also makes me feel like my whole life, like everything that I've been doing mm. sort of has led me to this place. Mm. And, and ironically, you know, now that we have to be home and, you know, I mean, obviously people can decide to do whatever they want to do with their time. But for me, it really feels like I, I have, I'm forced to be home and not just the physical home, but the internal home as well. Yeah. And just being reflective and, um, 
intentional, right? Like what's next? Um, so yeah, so I, I'm living in that what's next uh, as, as we speak. So if you ask yeah. me what I do right this moment, I don't know. <laughs> hey, we don't need to fit. We don't need to fit ourselves in any sort of category. I love that you're just doing the work that you feel passionate about, and that comes across to your clients. So, yeah. well, it's interesting. We had um, one of the sessions that we had with Jess last night. Um, she actually talked to my inner voice, and I actually posed this question. I was like, "I'm having this identity crisis." because of this transition and I don't really know who I am right now. And so she said, well, let's go in, let's ask. And uh, the inner voice just said, I am like, there is no label, right? Like your true inner voice always knows. So these labeling, the identifying, the identity is very much the part of the ego part of us. Sure. That sure. wants to be, included and accepted in the bigger picture of the society right but really we just all are we just are I mean we don't look at squirrels and label them well maybe we do but you know what I mean like (laughs) you belong to the long-tailed um squirrel category and you know listen people we we like to do that because I think it makes us feel somewhat comforted yeah, I think sometimes we need an answer mm-hmm. to the bigger pictures to feel comfortable with ourselves or feel comfortable or fit in. Like you said, that ego, yeah. right? right? Feeling comfortable to fit in, so therefore I need an answer. Yeah, so I mean, not just for yourself. Well, it's really a lot of it is for yourself. So you feel be- the belonging sensation that we all want to feel. But, you know, I think when you're with other people, they, they kind of want to know. Like, for instance, I went to school in the Northeast where it matters a lot where you go to school. Like, that's the first question people ask is, where did you go to college? Actually, they say, yeah. where did you go to school? And school means college. It does not mean high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I still, it's still the same situation when I go back there. People still ask. And when I tell them, right away in their mind, it, I get categorized. Right. Yeah. And I think I do that too, sort of automatically. Mm -hmm. That's because how I grew up. Um, So, yeah, that's just human nature. But it's also, you know, it's possible to kind of get out of that box and just do your own thing. Yeah. I love that. I feel like in a very similar situation of being, we're like definitely going in more, right? Because we're inside a lot more. And so I've been going inside internally and just kind of feeling that same crisis of just like, what am I doing with my life? Um, And so my friend did a online meditation the other day and it was really cool to see almost a similar thing came up. She's like, I want you to just say like, a sentence like I am like find a mantra to say like during this meditation and she's like I am or I am not or I am letting go of this and like that's what came up for me is like I surrendered to like who I am and it was just like I am and so that's really cool that that's what came up for you too yeah I think we just are yeah and what if that's all we need yeah but I struggle with um, actually surrendering <laughs> to that. <laughs> You're like, but hold on, hold on. But wait, some days I'm good. I'm like, yes, okay, I just yeah. am. And then other days I'm like, but wait, 
No, I need more of an answer than that. Um, so it's, you know, I, yeah, I struggle with, um, you know, the power of now at Cartole, right. Mm -hmm. And how he talks about the importance of the now and how we are really just this moment. We're not the past. We're not the future. And the human, the human brain wants to attach. A lot of times we bring bring stuff from the past and then we get anxious about the future. Mm. But when we just focus on this moment right now, nothing is wrong. I mean, the yeah. fact that we can focus on the moment usually means nothing is wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's a practice. That's how, I mean, yeah, that's, I have moments where it's more difficult than others, but I think the more we practice, the more we continue to just live in the now, in the center, maybe the easier it'll get. I don't know. <laughs> well, I used to wonder, I used to like totally question him, right? And go, well, then nobody needs to do anything if we're just living in the now. Like nothing gets mm. done if the now mm. is, you know. Um, I think what he means, and, you know, we can interpret it in any fashion, but what he means is that's our, that's the gift we have. And if we can always come back to the present, then we can pretty much do anything. Right. Because then we're not faced with anxiety, fear, um, anger, resentment, guilt, because the moment has nothing to do with the past or the, the future, which usually that's why we have these emotions. Sure. Because we get triggered by things from the past or get anxious about what might happen in the future. And so we get actually we kind of get stuck because of those emotions. So if we have the tool of coming back to the now then we can always move forward with peace, like with um, just just much more ease than the usual human tendencies. That's comforting for me. It's always yeah. possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does the um, what does the trainer, um, if someone was to work with you once you're done with learning how to do this in intuitive training? Mm -hmm. um, is that like a one-time session thing? Is that like a multiple session thing? How how has your journey been with working with Jess? It's a really good question. I, I can see both um, ways. I could see people who have some, just, they feel like they just need to release something, you know, whether they're, you know, just dealing with something particular. Um, one session can definitely help them just get, through that stuckness, what I find, so I've been coaching quite a bit, a lot around um, food and body and mm. um, just eating challenges. Obviously, that's a longer term journey, but yeah. I can see the inner voice work being a huge part of that journey because it really, at the end of the day, has to do with trust has to do with just trusting yourself and trusting your own intuition, right? Because when people have struggles with food, they actually think that food is the problem when yeah. food is very inanimate. Not. It, <laughs> it will not move if you don't t move it, <laughs> you know, but people feel completely out of control around food when we have the control, like we are in charge, like Evelyn Triboli um, one of the mentors of the program, she's like, basically this whole intuitive eating thing is teaching you to be in charge of you. 
Mm. And it's not actually teaching, it's reteaching because we all had it at one point, right? Mm. Yeah. As babies, I mean, I don't know if you guys have kids. Do you guys? No, no. Not yet. Okay. So, but you've been around little people, little babies. Yeah, we both work with kids. (laughs) So try feeding them when they're not hungry. Right. It's a nightmare, right? right? Like literally a baby is not going to like suck the boob if it's not hungry, Mm. right? So the intuition was born with us. We were born as intuitive eaters. And some people kind of keep that, right? And like my, my husband will eat half a pretzel. And then he walks away and I'm like, exactly how mine is. (laughs) I'm like, dude, do you, are you done? He's like, yeah. Like, okay. I don't understand, but you know, my kids too, they can eat half a brownie and be satisfied and done. So some people keep it. I mean, of course they have other challenges. I mean, don't Mm -hmm. think my husband is um, (laughs) from some, you know, crazy unicorn land. But, uh, but yeah, for a lot of us, if food is our uh, go-to for anything, whether it's emotional or um, if it's just a thing, then we tend to forget that we have all the power and, and the ability to take charge, like Evelyn says. So yeah, so relearning and reteaching people how to get in touch with their intuition is probably the best gift that I can see giving people or just guiding them. It's not really a gift because it's already in them. It's Mm. reminding them and just, you know, waiting for them to be ready for that journey is probably the biggest challenge for people. Yeah. I think that for me, um, and it's still something that I struggle with, um, maybe like seeking outside advice or outside counsel or um, even like a permission in a way to feel the way that I feel or Mm. any of those things. Then it comes up to like, I can't even find my own intuition because I'm so Mm -hmm. conditioned to look outside myself for the answer. And I think that part of that is like, as children, we, we do have to ask permission. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that just becomes the norm of like asking permission, but it's like, how do you, how do you train kids eventually to like make their own decision for themselves and to trust that now they have the capacity and the ability to make their choices based on their own intuition, instead of going outward and looking for that advice or validation or permission. I think it's a tricky, it's, it's a fine line, but I do think that now that we are advancing as, as a species, I think we are coming back to, um, taking like mindfulness seriously, right? Like really understanding more about how the brain works and why are we, you know, why, why are, why are we not teaching kids? Well, let me back up a little bit. I think adults now understand where our challenges are. And Mm. now we can sort of look back and see like, oh, if I had known that as a kid, maybe it would have been easier. You know, even just learning how to breathe, like just pausing to breathe. Like we were never taught how to do that. No. Or the importance that it can have on your day, on your whole day. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we weren't taught how to trust ourselves 
like you said, Allison's like we were taught how to listen to your teachers and read books and compare yourself with your friends and, you know, sports. And I mean, just all the external validations and rewards. That was just the norm. And nothing is wrong with that per se. But I think there needs to be um, like a curriculum in school, right? Mm -hmm. No, no different from like, you just you learn your US history, and you learn the geography and you know, those things like, why isn't there a class where it's like, we're going to talk about emotions today. And we're going to talk about, you know, how you're, you know, we're going to learn about your body. And Mm -hmm. how that, you know, is connected to your emotions and what all that means, right? Like, make it just a thing, uh, just a normal, everyday part of life lesson so that they can start to not, you know, it's not like something you have to do if you have problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's just part of who we are. And a lot of times we just decide, or not decide, but we're taught how to live outside of our body, ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? And our we don't, we, we trust things that we don't even, we trust people we don't know most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Right. We go into a store, all sorts of strangers, and we just decide to trust that they're not going to steal our purse most of the time. Yeah. Right. And we like, don't trust ourselves at all. We come home. <laughs> and there's so like interesting. Ice cream in the freezer. And we're like, God, yep. That ice cream is calling my name. I can't, there's nothing I can do about it. So yeah. <laughs> the simplest things we don't even know how to do right yeah yeah it's like the deconditioning is crazy yeah so it's relearning it's nothing Mm. new um it is actually part of probably all the spiritual practices and religions right this this idea of um just be being peaceful right like Mm. especially with yourself i mean there's in in every religion I think there's meditation practice right this fasting practice there's you know things that helps you sort of come back to yourself and yeah being mindful and being conscious so yeah it's relearning yeah have you um studied much of like human design have you heard of human design I have not but I I've heard I think you had some people on your podcast about human design. We did. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we did. Um, I would just be curious to see um, human design kind of talks about how we all have a different authority and a way that we kind of come to our own inner truth. And when I think about what you're saying about helping people find this, it's it makes me curious because in human design, it says that like we kind of all have a different way to do it. And so some of us get a really like visceral body, like gut reaction. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, I know that this is right for me. And for me, like I'm an emotional authority. So it says like, I really need time to like listen, maybe like take time away from people and listen to what's um, coming up for me and really ride this like emotional wave. And then some people like come to conclusions by like talking it out and being around other people. And so it's, it makes me curious to see how it would cross over with your work and like how people find their inner voice um, differently. No, I, I think that would be super interesting. It's interesting though, right? Like how 
we were talking earlier about how we like to categorize things and people oh, yeah. and labels, right? So that's just a different way of, these are the five ways of how to find your inner voice. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Or like the Gretchen Rubin, the four tendencies. I don't know if you know her. Yes. But, yeah. You know, ex- you know, the expectations, like we can, for her, it's four categories of, you know, how yes. we fall into. Yeah. So I think it's all really helpful. I think whatever helps you learn about you, right? Mm. Like who you are at the core. And sometimes it takes time. So I'm in my mid-40s. So I feel like the older I get, the the easier it is for me to know me. So to you know talk about this to somebody in their early 20s, you know, may just go over their head, right? Sure. They're like, yeah. they're still finding themselves. Um, so, and, you know, you talk to, I have clients in their seventies and it's kind of funny because they appreciate what I do, obviously, but sometimes they just kind of look at me and like, Oh, (laughs) honey, (laughs) you don't have to tell me that. I was like, I don't like, no, yeah, no, I figured that out years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting though. I find that especially, I think over the last I'm 31 now. So over the last probably like three to four years, yeah, this like curiosity and craving for like a deeper understanding of myself, of what my intuition is, my unconscious, like I kind of just have this like deep desire to know that I don't know if that existed before. I don't know if that was something that I was just ignoring, if it was something that I was learned to just not listen to or that I just didn't, I was like kind of what you were saying compiling all these other life experiences to eventually come to a point where I was able to understand myself. So I think all of the things. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we all have our journeys, right? And some people sort of have, um, you know, I feel like there are some people have shortcuts, right? Mm. And some people never find, like they're just, mm. <laughs> they're on the path yeah. to nowhere. They're just like um, blissfully unaware. Sometimes blissful. I wonder what that life would be like to just like blissfully <laughs> not even know. Like I don't ever question anything. I'm just riding the roller coaster of life. What right? is that like? Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> they all the paths go back to the same place. Mm. And yeah. it just depends on how much you want to enjoy your path. Mm. Right? And sometimes, yeah, sometimes if there's a shortcut, to a place that's like really cool, like, oh, I want to, I want to go there. So, you know, you take the shortcut. So yeah. So maybe some 30 year olds will get to like, you know, the, where the 50 year olds get to sooner, you know, or, yeah. Yeah, or if you're on your own, like hemisphere, um, just <laughs> doodling along, but you may be miserable the whole time. Right. Then, and that's okay right. too. So I think we just choose, we choose how we want to spend time. Right. Yeah. In, in this thing called life. And, uh, yeah. and nobody knew that we're all going to kind of ha- have this paths that are crossing during COVID. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That I was know. one of our questions. Like we were curious for you, like what's come up over this like quarantine and lockdown. Um, we don't know what the new quote unquote normal is going to be like. Um, but maybe when things go back to a little more normal, when we're more out in public again and things are getting back to that, um, what do you want to kind of like, what have you noticed like wasn't working that you're like, yeah, I'm definitely not bringing that back with me after this. Or what do you want to like 
maybe make more time for or carry with you in the future? I think that this was all meant to be. Mm-hmm. I think that if you look at the earth as an organism, as one organism, um, the humans have been like this organ that has been sick, but not really taking care of itself, right? Like maybe like a liver that's been having some enzyme issues, but we're just ignoring it. And we've been creating enough illness for this bigger picture, you know, bigger organism called the earth, that the earth is like, let's chill out. Mm-hmm. Like, I need a break. I need you to take a break. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so that's my, that helps me anyway, to think that way. Um, it does me as well. Yeah. And you know what? The earth is probably pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it would probably do just fine without the homo sapiens sapiens. So <laughs> there's another yeah. thought too, like the sloths and the whales and everybody else would just thrive without us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as my little world, I want to keep connecting with people the way that I wasn't connecting with people. Um, yeah. I am in touch with friends from high school that I hadn't talked to in 25 years. Um, I talk to my mother-in-law every day because um, um, sort of unique situation, but she needs to be, not needs to be, but we want to check in on her every day. So that's really nice. I talk to my family in Thailand way Mm. more often than I was. And we're, you know, we have ways to text and things on a daily basis. I laugh more because I look for things that are funny. <laughs> that's yes. Like medicine of the day, right? It's, it's like, yeah. yeah, we need it. Oh, we need it. So like, why wasn't I looking for those things before? Mm-hmm. You know, we were just caught in our busy days and activities that, you know, that I actually don't miss, honestly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The running around, the driving Same. all over the place. Like there are days when I don't get into my car and, I don't Lovely. miss it, you yeah. know? So, so yeah. So connecting and then just reprioritizing and, you know, I, I'm a homebody and I like my home to be, you know, somewhat organized and, uh, you know, little things like dishes put away and laundry put away. And I felt like I was always behind before, mm. but now I'm always on top of it right? Like I prioritize those things because they actually, when there's calm outside of me, I feel calm inside. So I kind of prioritize those things so that I, you know, it's like cleaning my space before I get productive. Um, Mm. So little things like that, that, uh, you know, hopefully a bunch of those things will stay. Um, We're such creature of habits that I'm sure some things would just go right back to normal and we won't even know it until we're back in the middle of it. But I I, I think it's going to be a different world when we go back. I do. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? What, what, what do you, uh, what do you like now or what do you miss? 
I agree with um, you with just like connecting more to people. Um, I've been connecting with my family more, connecting with people who don't live in the same state as me. And it's like, wow, why weren't we doing this before? Like we're doing like Zoom game nights with our friends in Colorado. And it's just been really fun um, to be able to do that. So definitely more connecting and um, yeah, really honestly, just the same of like, I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, why was I filling my day from like the time I woke up until the time I went to bed with just like, go, 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 have to like run all these errands. Like now that I'm like kind of in my home and not having to go or like, I can't go anywhere. It's like, wow. I was really just like consumed with being busy and like finding my quote unquote, like worthiness and who I am by how busy I was and how productive I was. And so that's been a real, um, realization for me and, um, trying to know that I'm like worthy just because I am. And so that's been something that has come up for me a lot during this time of just like stillness and going in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't need to do a whole lot to feel fine. You know, just to, yeah. to be. Yeah, that's cool. Similar, um, similar answers to everyone. My husband actually tested positive. So we've been stuck in the house for about a month. Um, I think today actually marks a month to the date. So for yeah. us, it's been similar, like trying to kind of um, have these difficult conversations and also laughing and having silly conversations, but recognizing I've had a difficult ability receiving. And so all of these people, you know, offering to bring me things and to do things for us and all of that has really been an eye-opening experience of, wow, I do all of these things for others. I'm a nurse. I just like to provide for others. But when I'm actually in need, I have a really solid group of people around me willing to help me out. And so learning to receive has been a huge lesson that I think I've experienced in my husband both over the last several weeks. And you don't have any symptoms? No. Mm -mm. I had symptoms for a couple of days, yeah. um, but his symptoms lasted much, much longer. So Wow. So we need yeah. to hang out with you, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we're both doing great now, um, returning to work and stuff. So that's, that's been good. Great. But. Oh. Good to hear. Yeah, what I heard early on was, you know, situations like this will bring out like our both weaknesses and strengths in just a much bigger way, right? So like what you said, if your weakness is receiving, it's just going to be like multiplied. You're just going to mm. feel that even more, but it's a good thing, right? Because then it might just, you might just like let go of it. Like maybe it's, yeah. you just learn how to, how to receive and then it's not sure. a weakness anymore. Sure. Yeah. 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 So I'm trying to see silver linings in in this Same. pandemic of ours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who inspires you and what do you hope to inspire in others? Oh goodness, who inspires me? I definitely look for people who inspire me. And they are everywhere. Um, if I can, if I have to name one person at this moment, it's actually my mother-in-law mm. because, um, she is, she's just phenomenal. She's 86 years old and she wow. just lost her husband of 62 years. 
Mm. Um, and the day before he passed, her sister passed away. Oh my goodness. And the week before that happened, she broke her arm. And now she's in this place where it's completely on lockdown. Um, So we can't visit her. So she's living alone for the first time in 62 years. And Mm -hmm. if you called her today, she would pick up and she'd go, hi, kid, how are you? Just very, wow. you know, not, I mean, you know, she's not happy, but she's also not um, pouting and feeling Mm -hmm. bad for herself. I think she's allowing the grief to come as, as it's supposed to come. Um, yeah. So she's super inspiring to me right now. Like if I can be 86 and be in her situation, I consider myself very successful. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think just dealing with those really real human emotions, um, and being able to live through them. Um, I think that's, that's a feat. Yeah. And then I have all kinds of authors and leaders and all those amazing, especially women. Um, I, mm-hmm. I definitely look to the really amazing women of, of our lifetime that I'm before. But, you know, you know, the Oprah's of the world. Oprah herself, is, <laughs> I think, is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then our last question is, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Coffee. (laughs) Most popular answer. Coffee. And um, so I make these little cookie things that I call Kit's cookies. I know it's a little little self-directive. But I eat two of them every morning with my coffee. And I honestly, I am excited to eat them with the coffee every day. And I only have two every day. And it's... um, it's one of those, uh, it's definitely habitual. It's like, oh, this is mm. what I do when I wake up. And I wake up super early. Um, and then uh, what am I excited about? You know what? I am excited about what I get to do, honestly. So it's, uh, it's humbling to think that I get to make my life the way, the way I want to, um, you know, as yeah. my own boss and entrepreneur and mom and wife. And um, yeah, I'm just a lucky, lucky person. So I don't take that for granted. And um, but yeah, waking up without coffee and kids cookies might be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But once I have those things, everything is golden. Oh, I love it. And then I'll just ask one of our little um, quick fire questions. Mm -hmm. If we Allison kind of got me into this by posting different post-it notes with sayings or quotes that you need to hear, right? So if you had one quote or one post-it note right now on your bathroom mirror, what would it say? Oh, I just had this. I, this is brand new, but it's not new at all. But somebody said it the other day, you know, kind of regarding COVID and the pandemic. And it said just, if not now, then when? Mm. So that lit me up, right? Because it's so easy right now to say, oh, I have time. Or, yeah. you know, oh, I'm sad or I'm mad or whatever it is. And just kind of like put it aside, even if it's something little. So I find that uh, for me is is motivating. It's like, just do it now. You know, why wait kind of thing. Um, 
That was a great one. Yeah. The yeah. other one that yeah. actually drove me to create my own practice and have my own thing was if I am not following my own dream, I'm helping somebody else follow theirs. And mm. that was, yeah, for some reason that hit hard because not that I wasn't enjoying what I was doing, but when I realized that I didn't get to do what I wanted to do, um, but I was helping somebody else do what they wanted to do, then that was a very big uh, motivation to like, well, then heck, you, why aren't you doing what do you wait? Yeah. So yeah. So combine those two things, right. Combine that with why not now. Um, Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a nice little flame that lights me up. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's so interesting. Like to think also that if you're not doing what lights you up and what brings you joy, then you're really like doing a disservice to the rest of the world because you're not being able to show up as like your best self because what you have to offer the world is something that the world needs. And so I've thought about that too is, yeah, like if you're not going after what lights you up, then you're not bringing that like fullest potential of yourself to the world. Yeah. But hey, don't get me wrong. You know, we need all those people who um, <laughs> who will help other people achieve their dreams, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, not everybody's meant to do their own thing. Not everybody wants to, you know, people yeah. sometimes just want to wake up, go to work and come home and that's it. Like they just, they're satisfied with doing that and, and helping somebody else achieve their dream. And we're talking, you know, I mean, we talk about big companies, right? Like Apple and Facebook and mm. all the millions of people who work for those companies. Um, if they all want to move over and go do their own thing, then like nobody's working for anybody. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think it just depends on um, your personality and what lights you up. But, um, but yeah, that's yeah. definitely was the quote that changed my direction. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Well, Kit, thank you so much for your time. This was so much fun. That's great. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening until the end. We absolutely loved chatting with Kit today and we hope that you enjoyed it as well. Um, As always, please, please, please um, leave a five-star review and a a written review if you have time. And if you think that someone in your life could benefit from listening to this episode, um, always share it with a friend or... um, share it on social media. We love seeing posts from you guys listening and sharing it with people that you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And since we've been opening up our interview, the way we do things to Zoom, if you guys have someone that you think would be a great guest on our show, please pass that along. We've really enjoyed doing this and can't wait to chat with more people, share this episode, all of the things. We will chat with you guys next week.